Welcome to Wisdom Today. My name is Bill Kelly, and I'll be your host. In this podcast, we will be exploring the book of Proverbs. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word that's a light to our feet and a lamp to our path. We thank you, Lord, that it's sharper than a two-edged sword and that we can count on your word every single moment of every single day. Thank you for this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And today is Proverbs 10, beginning in verse 1. The Proverbs of Solomon. A wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish son is the grief of his mother. Treasures of the wicked profit nothing, but righteousness delivers from death. The Lord will not allow the righteous soul to famish, but he casts away the desire of the wicked. He who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. He who gathers in summer is a wise son. He who sleeps in harvest is a son who causes shame. Blessings are on the head of the righteous, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. The memory of the righteous is blessed, but the name of the wicked will rot. The wise in heart will receive commands, but a prating fool will fall. He who walks with integrity walks securely, but he who perverts his ways will become known. He who winks with the eye causes trouble, but a prating fool will fall. The mouth of the righteous is a well of life, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all sins. Wisdom is found on the lips of him who has understanding, but a rod is for the back of him who is devoid of understanding. Wise people store up knowledge, but the mouth of the foolish is near destruction. The rich man's wealth is his strong city. The destruction of the poor is their poverty. The labor of the righteous leads to life, the wages of the wicked to sin. He who keeps instruction is in the way of life, but he who refuses correction goes astray. Whoever hides hatred has lying lips, and whoever spreads slander is a fool. In the multitude of words, sin is not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is wise. The tongue of the righteous is choice silver. The heart of the wicked is worth little. The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for lack of wisdom. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. To do evil is like sport to a fool, but a man of understanding has wisdom. The fear of the wicked will come upon him, and the desire of the righteous will be granted. When the whirlwind passes by, the wicked is no more but the righteous has an everlasting foundation. As vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so is the lazy man to those who send him. The fear of the Lord prolongs days, but the years of the wicked will be shortened. The hope of the righteous will be gladness, but the expectation of the wicked will perish. The way of the Lord is strength for the upright but destruction will come to the workers of iniquity. The righteous will never be removed, but the wicked will not inhabit the earth. The mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom, but the perverse tongue will be cut out. The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked 
what is perverse. Well, Bill, today, can you tell me what would be the proverb that spoke to you today? Well, I like verse 9, and verse 9 is pretty foundational when it comes to proverb. It says, he who walks with integrity walks securely. And I talk about this all the time. But if you walk with integrity, then you don't have to look around to the right or left to see if anybody's looking at you. You don't have to worry about things because you're simply doing the right thing on a regular thing. Finally, it says, but he who perverts his ways will become known. Friends, if you do the wrong thing, people are going to find out about it, and a lot of harm can come when you do things that you shouldn't be doing. So, Bill, tell me, what does integrity mean in your daily life? How do you put integrity to practice? My idea of integrity is that if you do the same thing, whether anybody is watching you or not. And friends, always remember, God watches every single thing you do. And a lot of times people overlook that. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people just only think, well, is anybody looking? Is anybody looking? But in the back of your mind, realize that God is aware of what you're doing. He knows our innermost thoughts. He knows everything we do. So if you simply do the right thing, you don't need to look and see if people are watching you or not. You simply do the right thing because it is the right thing to do. That's good. It is the right thing to do. Um, I was just thinking about this past summer. We've been, we're now at the end, well, actually into fall, and we've been away from Karis for several months. And I'm just wondering how you are thinking, looking back at Karis and thinking about your experience there. Well, you know, I feel very fortunate. Um, I was purposeful um, in writing a lot of names down in my phone. Mm -hmm. And I often said while I was at Karis that I really believe the most important things are not the instruction. And don't get me wrong, the instruction was first rate. I absolutely loved the instructors we had. I miss the instruction. I miss going to classes. I do. But I miss the people more than anything. And so I am reaching out to people. I have about 60 or 70 names in my phone. And I reach out to them, you know, not everybody at once. But what I'll do is every week or two, I'll go through all my list of names. And if I haven't seen or mentioned someone in the last couple weeks, mm -hmm. I will reach out to them. And it's really a blessing. Matter of fact, somebody called us yesterday that we hadn't seen since we graduated in May, and it was wonderful to talk to her. And I actually think, you know, once we've graduated from Karis, I almost kind of feel like a minister now. And I kind of understand the responsibility of being a pastor. And so now when anyone reaches out to me, I want to make myself available to people. And, you know, we, we have to stop thinking about ourselves so much, but be available 
because that's what God wants. God wants people who are willing and available. And so when people reach out to you, you should be able to respond to them as quickly as possible. That's right. Um, I feel like your personality has changed somewhat because when I first knew you, I felt you were a little shy and a little bit introvert. <clears throat> but I tell you what, he's really changed a lot. I think he's more of an extrovert and he actually, of course, the definition of extrovert is how do you get your energy? I think he does get his energy off being around people even though he can be alone, just like, you just like to be active all the time. Well, you know, I kind of liken myself a bit after Andrew. I am not Andrew, nor do I ever want to be Andrew. But I know when Andrew first started, he often talks about the fact that he was an introvert and he couldn't talk to anybody. And I have always been able to be a teacher. That is my background. You know that. You're also a teacher. I've always been able to teach people. I've always felt comfortable doing that. Whether it's a small group or a large class, it doesn't really matter. But I've never really been all that comfortable talking to a smallish group of people. But I feel much more comfortable now. A matter mm -hmm. of fact, you know, just look at yesterday. Um, yesterday in the grocery store, I saw a girl, a lady rather, but she was wearing a Baltimore Orioles t-shirt. And that happens to be my favorite baseball team. And they're the second best team in baseball right now. And it was a conversation piece. I started a conversation with this woman. Next thing I know, we're into 10, 15 minute conversation talking about the Baltimore Orioles. And then yesterday, I really like this example. And I was playing golf. And yesterday was a great day. I actually played 36 holes of golf. But after I came and picked you up, and we went out and we met a guy and he started talking to us in the golf cart. And uh, I asked him where he lived and he said he lived on the 12th hole. And he said, where do you live? And I said, why don't you just come? It's only a couple minutes away. And he followed us home. And uh, we mentioned the fact that we had gone to Karis and he said, you've got to be kidding me. He said, I follow Andrew. I followed him for a long time. And he said, I really wish they could have a Bible study. And here we are making preparations to begin a Karis Bible study in January. So, you know, I do not believe in coincidences in life. I never have. But now that I've gone to Karis, I believe in them even less. Now, I ordinarily think that things that happen are usually God-ordained. And God is putting people in our path intentionally that we can witness to and be example for. Right, right. You know, the way I remember it, though, yesterday is even kind of more amazing is that we actually, you actually didn't mention Karis. You said, we've been away at Bible school in Colorado. And that's when he said, Womack? And we both were like, what? And, and yeah, Karis Bible College. So that was, we didn't even mention Karis till after he said Womack. And he said, I've been a contributor to him for a long time. He went to the conference that Andrew had in Orlando this past year, uh, February. or I don't remember what it was exactly, but we were, we were in Colorado and not here at the time. But uh, that was just amazing to me. And he's been looking for someone in this area that's connected with uh, the ministry 
the closest that he's found is in Orlando, and we're we're really quite a distance from Orlando. So 100 miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred miles. So uh, he wanted something closer, and so it's just amazing. I I feel like that was all. It was after golf hours. We just he Bill just wanted to take me to show me uh, where he did his best shots and 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 everything. And um, so it was actually it was the sun was going down. And this guy was out looking for, I think he was looking for a ball that he wanted to get. And uh, anyway, we just struck up this conversation. And it just, it really went on for quite some time. And it was, you know, I just thought, how amazing God is. You know, it really is. And, you know, I'm going to stick this out there because I think a lot of times things happen in life. And people just put it off as coincidence. And this was no coincidence. I mean, this was God-ordained. There is a reason why we met this guy. And now I believe we're going to be friends for the foreseeable future. And I just think that's awesome. Yes, I do too. I really do. Now that we're back, you have applied to be a Karis Bible study leader. And I'm going through the process too because I really can't have much input or really be that helpful to Bill when he does it, when we're together, if I don't also have that. So we're going to be doing this together and should start maybe in January with some sort of a Bible study, thinking about, you know, the start of the new year would be a good goal. How do you feel about all that? Well, you know, I I think what I'm really sensing is I had hoped to begin in September And I'm actually believing that waiting until January is probably better. And one of the things I'm learning being a minister is you do not have to be in a rush with anything. And in our world today, that is just not the way we ordinarily do business. Everyone wants to do everything right away, right away, right away. We live in such a microwave society. So I think... The fact that this process has taken longer than I had hoped maybe is a blessing in disguise. Because when we have people in our home for the first time, I want to be relaxed. I want to have looked over the material. I want to be prepared. I don't want it to be rushed. I don't want it to be second class. I want it to be the best, and I want to be a good leader. And I truly believe it will be beneficial if you join me in that venture. Mm -hmm. I think we both should be leaders. We both have the capabilities. We're both from a teaching background. And I really like the fact that now, instead of teaching math and reading and new music, now we can teach the Word of God because I really have it in my heart that that's what I should be doing. That's right. So everyday life, I was thinking about how many opportunities we have to be a witness to others. And have you had some examples come up lately where you were able to minister or witness to someone? Well, you know, I was just at the barbershop today. And, uh, you know, whenever I communicate with people and they ask me what I'm doing, I tell them about my podcast. I tell them about the YouTube channel. So anyway, I had sent my hairdresser, a couple um, things to listen to, 
and one was our monthly update, which was just last Friday, and she said she had listened to that. And she says not only is she listening to it, but she feels that her daughter and her husband would like it. And so she's going to begin to share with them as well. So um, I have been um, witnessing as well on the golf course. Um, I've joined a Thursday morning group of people that go to our church, and I'm just getting to know people, and I just witness wherever I go. It's just who I am now. Right. I know the other day we went to the gym and walked in, and there was a lady at the desk. She made a comment about I had a pretty smile, and we just started chatting. And she said, oh, she noticed I had a cross on. And she made a comment about that. And come to find out she hasn't had a need, and I was able to pray for her. I just liked, I would encourage all of you to do this, that when somebody presents a problem to you, don't say, I'll pray for you, or just listen to them and do nothing. Um, just stop and pray. You know, I, I think you hit a note, and that's scriptural. I can't think right now what it is, but it says, don't do something and say you'll do it tomorrow when it is in your power to do it now. And that is scriptural. I mean, as soon as somebody says they have a need, immediately offer to pray for them. And I have yet to have anyone reject me and say, no, I don't want prayer. Right. Everyone seems to want prayer. And a lot of people are hurting in our world today. I think you're seeing that. Right. And this lady, she was so appreciative of the prayer that I had for both her and her son. So that's what I was, and we prayed for our neighbor too, who had a need. Just anyone, everyone, anyone that's around you, just when you hear their need, just say, you know, let's just say prayer for it right now. In fact, we were with your daughter the other day on the phone, and she was speaking of a need, and we just stopped right then and said, let's pray about that right now. And then we prayed about it and then went on with the conversation. So sometimes what we do is we think about it, and we know there's a need, but then we forget and we don't get back to it. And it's, that's why it's so important to just stop everything. And I think it's a witness to people, too, don't you? Oh, absolutely, it's a witness. And I'm going to bring up one other point, um, because I know I make mention this every once in a while on my daily podcast. But, um, you know, I think what happens sometimes is the Lord will bring someone on your mind. And I'd say the same thing, you know, instead of prayer and praying for them right away, if the Lord brings someone to your mind, you should automatically reach out to them. I think a lot of times they may have something going on in their life at that moment in time, and I think a lot of times that's how God works. And he'll bring somebody to mind, you call them up, and they'll say, I'm so glad you called. This is what's going on right now. Will you pray for me? And a lot of people know that we've gone to Bible college, and a lot of people are familiar with the fact that we like to pray, and they reach out to us. Right. You know, they're starting to do that. And the more you do it, the more comfortable you get with it. It's one of those things, if you just practice it and just keep doing it, you're not going to be afraid to do it. And I think what it says to people is that no matter what the need is, the most important thing is to recognize God first no matter what's going on in your life, and ask for the wisdom and direction 
for next steps, what, what to do, and people to come into their path to lead them and help them as they make important decisions regarding anything in their life. You know, and I think you bring up a good point, and I want to add this additionally when it comes to prayer, because a lot of people don't pray on a regular basis. I think a lot of people are uncomfortable praying. And, you know, in Matthew it tells us that don't pray as these people do. Don't do that. Go in your closet and pray. But friends, you can pray any way you want to. Maybe the most effective prayer you can pray is help. And, and I know that might sound silly, but God wants us to reach out to him if we have a need. Mm -hmm. And just simply say, Father, help me. If you don't know how to pray, that is the way to pray. And he will bring something to your mind, and then you can begin to open up with him. But what I'm saying is do not fear God. Don't have that thought that you can't go to him. You know, Paul tells us, pray without ceasing. And some people, how do you do that? How can you not pray? Friends, we're either worrying or we're doing something else. If we can worry all the time, I would rather pray all the time than worry. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I know you said don't fear the Lord. We, we have a fear of the Lord, but we're not afraid of him. And we should think of him as being so much a part of our lives that we just have conversation. We don't need to make a formula out of it, say set prayers all the time. Those have their place from time to time, but it's just talking to God, just letting him know. Like when you're working in the yard, do you sometimes just start talking to God? I see him a lot of times talking, and I think it's to himself, but he might be talking to God. I do it all the time, and, and you know the thing about it is you can do it in the car. You can do it anytime. It doesn't matter. You should constantly be thinking about being in the presence of God and knowing that, you know, his, he promises us, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He's with us all the time, whether you are aware of it or not. And a lot of people think, I feel all alone. Whenever someone tells me that, it almost makes me cringe. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, God is with you. A lot of people simply don't feel that way. Yes, um, and, and I know a lot of people are lonely, and I think that we, as Christians, need to do what we can to help people who are living in nursing homes and people that don't get visitors, neighbors maybe that don't have people over very much. That We just need to be eyes open and see who looks like that they could could have a friend. You know, we used to have a nursing home ministry when, you know, when we first met. And a nursing home ministry, you know a lot of people there are going to be alone. Mm -hmm. And But the thing about it is, hon, a lot of people in our neighborhood are alone. Mm -hmm. What you need to do is meet them on the street, and they'll sit there and say, oh, I lost my husband, I lost my wife. And you sit there, those are the type of people you need to try to interact with and get a connection so you can continue with them and reach out to them from time to time to make sure they're okay. Is there anything else, Bill, you'd like to talk about these final moments? Well, you know, 
I, I want to I try to make a point to some people listening today because before we left Karis, I began a YouTube channel. And there's a couple things that I'd like to let people know and be aware of. I know I am still in the habit of sending individual podcasts to people and having them listen to them that way. But I'm really hoping that people will begin to go and visit my YouTube channel because I actually have four things that are available for people to listen to. Now, if you just listen to the regular podcast on Apple Podcasts, which many of you do, you have my daily teachings, which would be Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And every Tuesday, of course, you have your testimony. But if you go to my YouTube channel, I've added an additional podcast called Lessons from the Psalms. And so far, I have done the first 23 Psalms. So what I do is just like the proverb, I read the proverb, except now I'm reading the psalm, and I will have commentary on every psalm. And so I believe that a lot of people would like to know that. A lot of people would like to listen to that. And I've also begun reading the King James Bible. And once again, on my regular Apple podcast, what I'll do once a week is I'll give you like a particular chapter, and I'll sit there and post that on Apple Podcast, but no one seems to be going to the YouTube channel. And I have probably finished at least 20 of the 66 books in the Bible. Most of the smaller books I've read in their entirety, and they are available. But what I really would like for people to consider especially those of you who have older grandparents or parents, is the fact that I do have the King James Bible available for people to listen to, and I'm primarily trying to focus on people who no longer have the ability to read. So they would like to hear the Bible, but they can't read anymore. So if you know of anyone in your sphere of influence that you would like to make that available to them, give them the information for my YouTube channel so they can listen to the Bible when they want to. Okay. All right. Well, we've come to the end of our time today, and I just want to thank everybody for listening and say, may the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you, be gracious unto you, Lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace now and forevermore. Amen. Friends, please join me again tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.